Well, hello, everybody. I'm Alan Moskowski of Local 219, and we have teamed up with Lakeshore Public Media to bring you a special Halloween edition of our Talk Local podcast. On today's episode, we talk with Sandy and Jackie from the Old Crown Point Jail to explore all of their supernatural and paranormal experiences they've witnessed inside the infamous jail where Dillinger escaped. It goes for about 40 minutes, and their stories were endless. Also, I share a little bit of my story because about a year ago, I went in that jail and had an experience I will never forget. So without further ado, here's my interview with Sandy and Jackie. And so the reason we wanted you guys to come on is because you guys have both worked at the jail for how long? Uh, I've been there for 10 years. I don't even know, five years maybe? And so, so people know at home, this is the jail, the famous jail, or infamous jail, if you will, of Dillinger's escape. Before we jump into that, do you believe in like the aspect that there are spirits there and that it's undeniable? Absolutely. And you know, you know, one cool thing about it is I've always believed, always, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was part of a ghost hunting group before I had ever gotten involved with the jail, and I went to the jail on a regular tour one day after Johnny Depp was there and you know did the whole public enemies thing. I'd never been in there before. And um, so I went in for a tour and I ended up volunteering and then ended up doing tours myself. And you know, after being there about a year or so, I told the board that was there at the time, you know, if you guys let me do ghost hunts, we can make some money for the jail, like a fundraiser. They were like really hesitant at first. Because, you know, when you talk about ghosts to people that really don't know a lot about it, they're always like, oh, yeah, ghosts, right? Finally, reluctantly, they said, okay, we'll give this a shot. So me being really naive about it, thinking I'm a ghost hunter, I just started booking people to come in, and I was going in there by myself with these groups, ghost hunting. And then, like, I saw stuff happen I've never seen in my life. And I'm starting to question, like, is this safe? The board, you know, talked to me and said, listen, we don't feel safe you being in there alone with people you don't know. And I'm thinking, that's only half of it. I I don't feel safe either. So like a team formed, you know, the jail crew. We, um, so we do all these hunts together now. We're all there. We actually have this little rule between us that nobody goes in the jail alone. Because when you're in there alone, that's when the stuff happens. Crazy stuff to where you're booking out of there and you don't want to be in there alone anyway. In the beginning, like I was saying, I was real naive about it. Thinking, oh, we're going for ghosts, look at my meter, change colors, this is a fun. And I was standing there talking to a girl who had come into Ghost Hunt. She was wearing a backpack, you know. And I'm standing across from her just talking to her. 
And all of a sudden, she flies backwards and slams into the bars. Like she had her back to the bars. And her face, pure white, eyes wide open, looking at me. And then this other girl starts screaming. I, I didn't know what happened. I thought at first, like, the bunks fell because it was so loud what had happened. And then everybody starts running, you know. And I'm, you know, I'm that one person going, stop. When we got everybody stopped, she said something grabbed her backpack and slammed her backwards into the bars. You know, and at that point, I'm like, well, if they can do that. Like, what else can they do? And that's yeah. when I started getting, like, nervous, you know, about wow. actual ghost hunting in a place like that. Because we don't have demons or nothing like that. But there was a lot of negative people go through that place. You know, you had the rapists and the murders and the pedophiles. And, you know, we have a laundry list of inmates that have been through there. There's negative energy in there for sure. You know, nothing like demon though. But we ran into some stuff over the years that it, it's not nice. Really? All. So have you been physically like assaulted by one? Yes, and it was kind of my fault. We had had this psychic medium come through. <laughs> and Jackie's laughing because she knows exactly what I'm talking about here. <laughs> uh, we had this psychic medium come through and, and they made a comment. You know, oh, there's a priest up here saying Latin prayers. Didn't know if the priest was an inmate or was visiting inmates, but that was the impression they got, you know. So me thinking, you know, ooh, this will be cool, watch this. I start playing Latin prayers on my phone. So I'm standing there, there's like, I don't know, 12 people in the room with us. We're all in the dark. You know, everybody's meters glowing and I'm standing there with my phone thinking, oh, this is cool. You know, we're gonna get something to happen. And then I realized I'm not swallowing right. There's like pressure on my throat. And then I'm panicking a little bit going, I feel like I'm getting choked. It wasn't funny anymore. I left the room. I went like way out on the landing to kind of like get this to let go of me. Because believe it or not, it doesn't usually target us we're usually pretty cool. We watch it do stuff to other people. What? You say it. What do you, what do you like? The energy in there. The, the okay. entities. The energy, whatever it is. All right. You know, it doesn't usually target us. And that time it did. And I'm telling you, I was shook. Like, I was seriously shook over that. Yeah, she still plays Latin prayers up there. No way. I do. <laughs> I Why? Do. Because, you know, you wouldn't believe the adrenaline rush. So you're chasing, like, the dragon of this field <laughs> <laughs> When it happens, it's really terrifying. But when you get away from it and you're talking with everybody about it, that adrenaline rush, that something physically affected you that you can't see, that you, you don't know what it was, that rush is what keeps people ghost hunting. That's why they go back again and again and again. Do you find more skeptics get transformed or do you feel like the people who like go in there believing see the ghost the most? No, 
we've had a lot of skeptics change their mind, at least about that one incident, right? I'm not saying they all of a sudden become believers and everything paranormal, but a lot of skeptics come out of there going, huh, I don't know what to think about it. You know what I mean? They, they don't have a flippant answer of it was the wind, it was this or that. They come out like, I, I don't know. I seriously don't know what happened. Crazy. So. Have you had anybody like leave with like any kind of marks? Unfortunately, yes. People do get uh, scratched, um, you know, like grabbed to where maybe they'll have a hand mark on them. Something like that, it does happen. And and I don't want that to happen to anybody, of course. But when you chalk it up to it's an experience, that's something pretty cool, oh, yeah. I guess. Um, there's a... Crazy. <laughs> there's a... I don't want to give too much information. Anyway, there's, there's different people around the area that have, like, teenage groups that introduce them to ghost hunting and, and stuff like that. And we've had a couple teens get scratched um we had one that refused to go on another ghost hunt for about a full year and then she said she was facing her fears and came back to the jail and she went through and did the whole hunt and it was okay and she got over that and is this happening frequently is this a pretty common occurrence at this point we call it minor Minor possessions (laughs) yeah (laughs) well okay so like i i know you but I don't know you. You know what I mean? But I know you. Yeah. Like if you and I went ghost hunting together, I know your basic personality at this point. So we go in with these people and and we've been talking to them for a little while and you go in and all of a sudden they're not the same person at all. Like they'll either look right through you. They're not answering you correctly. The one guy thought he was having a stroke. He would start sentences and not finish them. You know, and, and we tell people all the time, if this stuff goes on, we got to get you out of that area, at least out to the front porch. And then you get them out there and they're like, wow, no, I'm okay. I'm okay now. But they don't remember what happened either. Like they don't remember you talking to them. So all we can figure is they're like little minor possessions, you know, like they just are not with you for a little bit. It's the strangest thing. I thought that guy was having a stroke. I really did. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. We were talking to Sandy about uh, her being like like assaulted. Has anything ever happened like you physically there, Jackie? Nothing major. I had my pants tugged. And really? The guy that was standing across from me actually saw it, and he just I saw his eyes go wide, and I just looked at him. I was like, "What?" He goes, and he asked the girl standing next to me. He's like, "Did you touch her at all?" She goes, no. She's like, I, I know better than to touch people in the dark here. No and kidding. He, I said, well, what did you see? He goes, your pants. They fiz- like visibly got tugged. And I was like, yeah. It's like I felt it. I just wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> I was just gonna sit there and let it happen. I don't know. What are you gonna do? And, and you stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing. You just exactly take it. nothing. You just take it. <laughs> there, there's a. Uh, you're talking in your last story about playing the real or fake game while the guy's walking down the 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 hallway. Is that a thing you guys play? And have you seen a lot of apparitions then personally? And shadows and. Yeah, you kind of got to determine are you is what you're seeing is it a ghost or is it an actual person or you know and that's, sometimes we'll go okay, oh real person or we'll say oh no, that wasn't a real person. <laughs> I was uh, so it's a real or fake game. I was doing a, a walk through one night with a group and we went through the kitchen 
and I walk in and I'm talking to them, explaining the history, and then I just dead stop because, oh, I swear for a full minute, thought there was a guy standing by the basement door with his hat on, but the group is on the other side of the room with me, so I actually stopped talking, and I'm staring, and then it wasn't there anymore. You know, and I'm looking at the group like nobody else saw that. That was me. But for a split second, I swear that was a real man standing there with a hat on. And just recently at the haunted house, we have uh, one of our rooms. I'm a guide, so I was running through and bringing, waiting for the group to come through. And I'm sitting there and talking to a guy in one of the rooms. And then all of a sudden, I realized nobody was responding. And I turned on my light so I can see. And there's nobody there. I was just talking to. A random shadow that was standing there for a minute. You, you didn't even tell me. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> what? Awesome. In the grid room. Yeah. We've lost scary. actors from the haunted house. They won't. Come. Because of the paranormal activity in the back. Really? Oh yeah. Kids will walk out on us and say nope, yeah. or they'll request to be put like up in the house mm-hmm. or somewhere that's not back in the jail. Well, Sandy, you were there for the one experience I was telling Jackie a little bit off air. And I went in there, and like, like I said, there's people who are skeptical, there's people who aren't. And I went in there, I, and I am not skeptical. Like, I think it exists going into it. So when I'm in, I, I naturally felt, I'm, I'll never forget it because I was really, like, just nervous, right? A ton of anxiety. And then when I got there, because we were in such a big group, I felt more at ease. Right. I didn't feel like, if, some, mm-hmm. it's, if something's going to happen, it's more likely to happen to one person than 15. Right, right. So I'll, I'll like I'm, I'll never forget being put at ease in the front of the house, and then when we started walking even through the jail, it was like okay, this is this is fine. It was that moment. I don't know if you remember. It was that second time through the house, and we were with a medium that day, and we were talking to somebody, and I think we still have the footage of that night. Okay. And we were talking to like one of those. What do they call those light machines? I don't know. K two meters. A K two meter, and we had the audio device. And we were putting it up there, and I remember even me and my camera guy put all of our equipment onto that meter and all of it just to see if it would register. We had lights too, nothing registered. So it's like, okay, so just so we know if it's, if this is getting crazy, it's not our equipment. Ruled right. it out. And I'll never forget, like, we were asking questions, and it was in that second floor in that recreation area. Yeah. And... You started, Rick started asking questions, and then you started asking questions about it. And, like, it was amazing. We were having a full conversation with the spirit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of nights go like that. You know, and, and people say, okay, the K2 meters, yes, they'll pick up phones. That's why we tell everybody, put your phone on airplane mode or off, you know. They'll pick up microwaves. Not a big chance of that happening in the jail. You know what I mean? So, like, we try to rule out every outside influence we can. And another thing we can do is, like if that meter's going off, we'll say, stop lighting the lights. Boom, lights stop. You know what I mean? So you're getting this direct response, you know, to what you're doing. So we have to count it, you know? And some information we can go back and verify. Oh yeah, you know? I, the, the time we were there it was like, are you a male? And then nothing. And then what? Are you a female? And then it would be cherries and berries, you know. And then you'd go down and be like, are you know, are did, were you here in the 1910s? And then nothing. And then were you here in the 1920s? And it was like nothing. And then 1930s, and it would go lights up again, you know. Yeah. And it was, or were you a prisoner? Nothing. Were you? Did you work here? Lit up. And it was just like amazing to be a part of that experience. And and like, I'm usually pretty good at judging 
falsehoods or truths, right? right? Generally, you can pick up on the energy of an authentic situation. If the people in that room were acting, and that'd be including yourself, that was the best acting job I've ever seen. Right? No one gave it away. <laughs> no. That's no. <laughs> not acting. You know, and what we don't tell a lot of people, and my name's like, my nickname's like Scooby-Doo. I'm like such a big chicken, believe it or not, but... Like, sometimes if we don't have a group or something for that night, um, we'll try to go in. Uh, just her and I will try to go in by ourselves sometimes. Try. Oh, my gosh. We can't do it. Like, we know that jail mm -hmm. by heart. We know every room, every brick. You know, we're in there all the time, right? And, and we think we're, like, really brave. But I'm telling you, you get in there and you start getting those responses. And your brain starts telling you, okay, so who are you really talking to? Do you know anything about the other side? What really can they do? What can't they do? How do you even know you're safe right now? Like, you know, your brain starts telling you all this stuff and you realize we have no clue. We don't know no the rules. No clue the rules on the other side. Have you yeah. been in there with people who are mediums and psychics that you trust to like their perspective? Well, after I met sister. my sister, she would come in there, and I'll tell you, that's a whole different thing when somebody's telling you who you're talking to, and uh, there's some crazy stuff. See, like, here's here's a cool thing, a verification thing, right? So in the trustee's cell block on the first floor, uh, we were in there talking, and we always got this response from a female, this and that, you know, and my sister came in one night, and she's like, yeah, there's a female here. And I said, I knew it, and I had known about, from a, a newspaper article about Ann Cunningham, she had killed three of her children with arsenic you know and Jeez. I had known she was in there and I thought that's who we were talking to so at the time I was saying she killed four of her children and my sister looked at me and goes she's calling you a liar and I'm like no I read the newspaper article she killed four of her children and my sister's like nope she's calling you a liar right now she said she did not kill four of her children and all that. So I go out, pull up the article. Sure enough, she only killed three of them. The fourth one did not die. So then you're like, that's like verification. You know what I mean? That the spirit's telling you you're a liar and you were telling it wrong. You know, how do you explain that? My sister knew nothing about that woman. I only knew because I read an article about it. And it was in 1928 that that had happened. Crazy. You know, I, it's just wild stories like that and incidences that happen in there. Well, what other experiences that, that you've had with like the medium and like them telling you stuff? Oh, well, the cool part is there's like a lot of mediums that go through and they will tell us the same things. That's they interesting. They hit on some of the same exact inmates or where activity is, um, which is really neat because they don't know each other. They come with different groups or want to have events there. You know, and then they'll start going, okay, this, you know, in this area, I feel this, this, this. And we'll be like, yeah, because we know, already know about it, you know. So that's really neat. When, when you, you were off the air, when I, when I saw you like about a month ago, you were telling me the story about, I think you were in there with the medium on the third floor in particular. And there was a girl with like a wedding dress that came in. Do you know what story I'm talking about? That was my my sister again. Can you tell that story? Okay, so that was odd because we were sitting there and ghost hunting and stuff. And she was even like, whoa, whoa, somebody just came in. Like, really fast. And it's a woman. And she's in a wedding gown. And she's just realizing she's dead. 
Like, that person did not belong in the jail. They were just passing through, and they just realized they were dead, and the woman was beyond mad, beyond mad. She was pacing, and like my sister could see all this, and she was pacing, she was mad, and then boom, gone. Just like that. And I was like, whoa, you know? And I'm like, does that happen a lot? And well, she said, the jail's like a portal because there's so much energy there that when people die, they can get drawn there, even though they don't belong there, they can get drawn there by the amount of energy in there. No way. Yeah, so there's things in the jail that really don't belong in the jail either. That's crazy. So it was like, was there, I mean, to add on to that, I wonder if you would have like looked up like, like local deaths or whatever, if that was, would have been one. That would have been crazy. I don't know. It would have been completely wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was, wasn't there like a recent, um, it was like at least two years ago where it was on 231 where there was someone who was like late at night, they just got married and then someone got hit by a car. But I don't remember if it was the groom or the wife or the bride. Was that the one where the limo guy hit? Yeah, like oh, it was the like whole party. party. Oh, I don't know. That's brutal. Though. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't was too long ago. That was a tragic, tragic story. So, so being around know. that all the time, then, do you have any um, perspective on like what happens after you die? I have theories, you know, based on uh, experiences and things that we've kind of come across over the years. I have theories. Because um, it's sure it's just like educated guesses that keeps like dwindling down. And do you have any kind of thoughts on like what are some of those theories if you're cool to share? Okay, so here's one that I, I do talk about. Um, a lot of people think, you know, my house isn't haunted, nobody died in here. That's, I don't think that's it at all. I don't think it matters where you die. And I explain to people, you know how when you go through your normal life and say something tragic happens to you, like you lose a loved one or a child or something. Well, you go on with your life, but emotionally, there's a stopper right there for you. You know what I mean? Like anytime somebody brings it up or something, you automatically go to that place and you feel that pain. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Even if it's years later. um, And I believe that good things can happen too, emotional stoppers for really good things in life. So I believe like when you die, you go back to those emotional places. Physical place never mattered. You know what I mean? You go back to that emotional place. So, you know, you've got a haunting going on and that person did not die in the house, but that was like their best time in their life. So they're there because that's a happy place for them. Or something tragic happened that they never got over. Now they're haunting this place because they're trying to get through whatever tragedy happened to them in life there. You know, and that's one of my theories. And, and like, all the spirits in the jail, they're not all mean. They're not all negative. They're not all terrible. There's some very happy things that happen there. Really? Like what? Yeah, especially, like, in the house. There's a lot of women and children. We were in the house one night in the gift shop, and we were just sitting on the floor. And uh, we're talking to what we later figured with the equipment stuff was like a seven-year-old boy. He said he would never live there. Um, and we, we kind of got out that he visited his dad in jail. But anyway, we had all of our equipment in a circle on the floor where we were sitting. And somehow we started playing Duck, Duck, Goose. And we literally went Duck, Duck, Goose. All the equipment would go off in a circle. We even like were Facebook living this stuff because we couldn't believe what was happening. And this went on for like a good almost 10 minutes. 
we would say duck, duck, goose, and boom, everything lit up in a circle, like this child was running around us. It was like so cool. Nothing mean or evil about that at all, just some kid in there playing. That's crazy. I know. It was awesome. Are there a lot of kids that you guys experienced through there? A few. A few. A few. Um, there's been kids seen in the jail. We have this little three-foot-tall figure that we've caught on thermal cam. I don't know what that is, but it, like, dances and then runs. It's the craziest thing, and it's all on thermal cam. How do you fake thermal? You know, but then people are like, how does a ghost have a heat signature? I don't know. I don't know, but what else is it? You know? So what other stuff have you guys captured then? Because I remember even like the sound stuff, there was some of the sound stuff throughout that night. Oh my gosh, yeah. What else have you guys captured? We, uh, uh, we have a lot of EVPs, uh, which are electronic voice phenomenon. You know, we have a lot, like, we'll be sitting there talking and then over us, you hear a male voice screaming, um, what's happening? Very agitated, very freaked out, you know, and there was no males with us. You know, so when you go through the audio and you catch that stuff, one night we left a recorder in the cell block by mm-hmm. itself. We went out on the porch, and then we came back in and listened to it. Someone was running up and down the cell block. You can clearly hear just the footsteps, all the way down and all the way back. And then banging and, and banging. banging in there. And we were the only two there. We know nobody's in the building. So when you guys, so like, I've experienced a little bit of this, but it's like the front of the house feels one way. And it's like the second you walk past that desk into that cell block, you almost, and it could be the length of the, the, the hallway or whatever, but it's like the second, it's like it almost, you can feel like the energy change. Oh no, everybody feels it. I don't care if you're a skeptic, I don't care if you believe, I don't care who you are, like you automatically feel it. We've uh, had to, um, I wouldn't say force ourselves to go back, but sometimes it feels like that. Because it just feels so bad in there or so wrong sometimes that we just look at each other like, okay, we got a group. We got to pretend we're like really brave because we run these hunts. But holy cow, I don't want to go in there. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to do it because something happened, you know, previously or we knew it was going to happen. Just the feeling of it. Yeah. 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 Just walk in and go, ooh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, how often do you guys feel that when you're there every day? Every day? No, sometimes it's really comfortable in there. You you kind of feel at ease, Almost but it only to... takes one thing to like set you to mm-hmm. like anxiety mode and go, "Oh, we put our guard down. That was stupid." You know, cuz you're feeling you're feeling okay about it or we're doing something else, not even related to ghost hunting. We're in there cleaning or setting up for a vendor show or something. You know, and you're not thinking about it. So you're doing your thing and all of a sudden you get this overwhelming like chill or you feel like somebody's in your personal space you know you can tell somebody's too close to you in line at the grocery store you're like back up even though you're not looking you feel that and then all of a sudden you're like oh yeah I'm in the jail oh my gosh you know so yeah it can happen like that fast so one of those theories we were talking about before I think we talked about it off air but and I could be uh, wrong but when those spirits pass away and they stay in this realm, is there a reason that they're in the realm that you can at least speculate for yourself? Is it because they're bad? Is it because they committed some kind of problem? Is it a fear? 
Okay, okay, this is just my theory. Just right? your theory, yeah. Just my theory. I, I'm religious, I believe in God. I believe God gave our soul free will, not our body. You know, so when you die, you're still a soul. You still have free will. I believe you can still make choices at that point. You know, and if you're, if you want to stay because you're, you're still happy here and you want that connection with your loved ones, or you're afraid to move on, or, you know, you've got stuff you need to finish, unfinished business, classic. I believe you, you have that choice to stay or to move on. And a lot of the people that were in jail, it was probably like when they were the biggest thing ever. You know what I mean? Like they were cell boss. Or like that's when they had the most power. And maybe they stay for that. You know, maybe they stay because they truly are remorseful over whatever reason they were there and they can't get over it. I don't know. I think there's a lot of reasons. I, I personally have a problem with mediums that pass people over, you know, and say they're putting them into the light. Because like I said, we don't know the rules over there. What if you're not supposed to go into the light until it's your time to go and you're, you know, passing these souls over or whatever they're doing, you know, and that's breaking all kinds of rules over there or messing things up. Like, how do we know? We, we don't know. That's crazy. We have to speculate. Yeah, I mean, you could think about it all day or for weeks, you know, oh, yeah. and come yeah. up with all kinds of things. But basically, you remember how Houdini told his wife that he would come back and let her know definitively, you know, if there was life after death. He had a certain word that she only she knew or whatever. Well, that never happened. You know, he never, his spirit never came back and told her what she needed to know or whatever. So... I don't know, you either have faith that we do go on and that the things that are happening and the things that we're catching on, you know, film or uh, in pictures or in EVPs and all that really is the other side communicating with us. So any final thoughts while we're uh, wrapping up here? All the money we make from the ghost hunts and everything else, we, we are a restoration preservation foundation over mm -hmm. there. Every, every penny we make goes back into that jail to restore it and preserve it. Um, we're all volunteers. None of us get paid to be there. And we've all been there. Like I said, I've been there 10 years. She's been there five. You know, it's our second home over there. You know, but um, it's so important to save history. It's so important to have these stories and have these physical structures to keep telling these stories, you know, so that history doesn't repeat itself because that's how you do it. You know, you keep talking about it, you know, and all the people's lives that went through there and they gave their service, you know, all the county officers and, you know, everybody that worked there and stuff. Like, it's important to save these buildings and stuff. And that's really what it's all about. The ghost hunting's great, you know, and we, we have had a lot of experiences when it comes down to it, you know. It, it's for a cause. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate everybody that's ever come through there and spent a dollar. You know, because that, that enables us to save that history for Crown Point and for Lake County, you know. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Really appreciate it. This no, is, I, think, I think people are going to really listen to this.